Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Showdown Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Henry. This is a podcast where we update you in sports, and I answer all the relevant questions that you want to know in sports. So coming up in today's podcast, we're going to do a little bit of going over uh, NFL Week 8. We're gonna, I'm going to go over the two main things that I think stood out and that I picked up on and noticed in Week 8. Then we're going to hop into our rookie power rankings. Then we're going to get into grading week eight, which will be like we're grade like a player or a team or all sorts of stuff like that. But before we get into all that good stuff, we have a sponsor for today's episode. Today's episode is presented by Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is a transformation way to work out. Sweat Connected has a mission to help you feel your best. Each expert instructor brings their signature method directly to you wherever you are in the world via Zoom. When you take a Sweat Connected class, you are able to interact with your instructor and other participants in the class, just like you would in the live studio experience. Whether you have been a group fitness participant for years or you're a little bit newer, you will feel at home with Sweat Connected. Sweat Connected is exclusively offering our listeners 50% off with their first class by going to www.sweatconnected.com and using the code POD, that's POD, P-O-D, at www.sweatconnected.com POD for 50% off your first class. Sweat Connected is for all levels, all ages, all sizes, and all humans. But moving on to two big things that we learned in week eight of the NFL season. The main thing right here, the big, big thing. So we know that the Vikings are a little bit in a rebuilding stage right now. They're 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 rebuilding. This is a rebuild year for them. The Minnesota Vikings are in a rebuild year. But they are all set on running back. They have nothing to worry about in the running back position as they have locked up uh, Dalvin Cook, as we know for a while back. They've locked him up for a couple years. But that's not what this is about because Dalvin Cook is unstoppable, especially in the 28-22 upset victory at Green Bay this week. Dalvin Cook, listen to these listen to these stats. He ran for 163 yards, picked up another 63 through the air, and scored not one, not two, Not three, but four touchdowns. One of them was a 50-yard touchdown catch. It was unbelievable that Dalvin Cook was able to put up that numbers. Unbelievable. Bravo to Dalvin Cook. That is just the big thing that we have learned in Week 8. The other big thing that we learned in Week 8 was the Steelers' defense, or straight up the Steelers, are just a real, like, they're, they're for real. Like, this is, the Steelers are a legit team right now. And despite being the last undefeated team in the NFL, the Steelers have faced like some like lingering questions about how good they really were. Like, you know, like before the season, everyone's like, yeah, they'll be good, but they're not going to be great. Those questions will fade away after the Steelers this didn't destroy. I did that destroy, but they won against the Ravens 28-24 on the road. The Ravens are a good team. Top three, top five team in the NFL. This just goes to show that the, so basically what I'm trying to get at is some of those questions like that were lingering around before the season or even a couple games in the season was that like the Steelers they might not be so good against a, a real team like the Baltimore Ravens or something like that and they've just going against easy teams but what we saw against the Ravens this is so good for the Steelers because this shows that they can actually be a good team this and those lingering questions about can they actually beat a good team and not just beat easy teams. The Steelers, the Steelers are good, and they had 265 yards rushing against the Ravens, and they also forced Lamar Jackson to make a lot of mistakes, like several mistakes. 
I mean, as the reigning NFL Most Valuable Player, he was intercepted twice and had two fumbles. So that just goes to show this Steelers defense. I've always said this. I don't know how many times I've said this. This Steelers defense is so good. And that's why I'm rooting for the Steelers this year because I don't know if they're ever going to defense like this like in the in the future. Like this defense is like once in a generation right here. All the talent that they have on this team is unbelievable. I could go through and name all the all the all the all the defenders that they have. It's gonna take too much time. But basically their defense is so good that the reason I'm cheering for them is because I don't know if they're gonna get a defense like this again. Because this is a once-in-a-generation defense right here. So I'm cheering for the Steelers this year. And I believe that they are, yes, a legit contender. And seeing them against the Ravens, seeing them against a legit, good, good, really, really good team against the reigning NFL MVP, Lamar Jackson, and, able, and, and making him force two interceptions and lost two fumbles. And if they can do that against somebody like Lamar Jackson... I really want to see what else this team can do. Defense mainly. Like, this team is very good. All I'm saying is that, like, they're legit contenders. That's all I'm saying. Or, like, I don't, if, I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying that they are a good freaking team. But anyway, we're going to move on to our Week 8 NFL Rookie Power Rankings. We don't usually do power rankings, so I thought maybe we'd do something a little bit new today. So we're going to get into our Week 8 Power Rankings. Okay, so kicking off our Week 8 Rookie Power Rankings, we're getting started with number one, and that is going to go to Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati, after what I saw on Sunday, pulling off the upset over the Tennessee Titans, playoff contender Tennessee Titans, once one of the only undefeated teams in a fellow Tennessee Titans. Like, this, the Titans are a good team. Let's get that out of the way. Joe Burrow led the Cincinnati Bengals to a win over the Titans, the good the good team. How? I have no idea. But if he can play like he did against the Titans, we could this could turn the entire season around for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow. I I don't understand. Like how can how can you pull it off against the Titans and play that good, but I I haven't seen that in the other weeks. Like if he can just play that good like he did against the Titans this week or last week. Then we're looking at a completely different, like completely different mindset for the for the Cincinnati Bengals. Anyway, congratulations, to Joe Burrow. That's a huge upset win against the Tennessee Titans. Coming in at number two, we have Justin Herbert of the Los Angeles Chargers. So unfortunately for the Chargers, they actually lost against the Denver Broncos, 31 to 30, heartbreaking loss. But Justin Herbert, still, I feel like. They sh- they should have. I feel like the Chargers deserved this win against the Broncos. I really felt like they did, but I mean, Justin Herbert got 278 yards and three touchdowns. I mean, Chargers are gonna take that from him any day. And I really like what I've been seeing from Justin Herbert. I mean, all the questions about this Chargers offensive line, like not being good enough, not being able to protect Justin Herbert. I mean, because th- they they lost they lost Austin Eckler. So they were going heavy on the pass, and the offensive line was was holding up. But I think Justin Herbert just proved, like he showed everybody that he doesn't need the best offensive line in the NFL to operate and to have and to have a good game. It it would help my statement if they actually won, but unfortunately they just fell short, and I I feel, I felt bad because I feel like I really felt like the Chargers and Justin Herbert deserved this one. 
But anyway, Justin Herbert is getting number two on our rookie power rankings. So our next and final rookie power ranking is going to go to Chase Young of the Washington football team. He he, Chase Young led the Washington football team in tackles this week, which I know isn't like anything crazy. Um, not being crazy, but with that said, he is leading all rookies with 2.5 sacks on the season, and right now he is he's. He's in like that rookie, like he's in that rookie defensive rookie of the year race. This is kind of wasn't really just for last uh, last week. It was more of this season. We haven't really talked about Chase Young a whole lot, but I just wanted to mention him. And he le- he led the team in tackles last week, so that's why it's going to go to Chase Young. But anyway, that was our rookie power rankings for week eight, and we are going to move on to our next segment. Yay! Our next segment is grading week eight. So basically what this means is we're going to go over and grade a team or maybe even a player, something like, like that. So we're getting started with the Tennessee Titans. They're getting a C-. minus. The Tennessee Titans had one of the worst defensive like defensive performances this year. And that is a big reason that they lost and that they've, that they've struggled. They, they, they've been struggling in general. But they struggle to rush the quarterback, and they can't stop anyone on third down, which is going to get really frustrating when you get them down to a third down, and then they convert. And then you get them down to a third down, and then they convert. That's going to get so frustrating. So the Bengals converted on 10 of 15 of their third downs. It's like you can't have that happening. And then on the other side of the ball, offensively, although the Titans were able to move the ball, they made way too many mistakes, including Ryan Tannehill's interception in the end zone and a missed field goal by Steven Guskowski that basically cost them the game. Anyway, moving on to our other um, to our other grade. Buccaneers are going to get a B. Tom Brady doesn't have a great history with the Giants, and it's almost like he took it upon himself to make sure that he didn't lose them again. After a first half where the Buccaneers were like really struggling on both sides of the ball, uh, mainly offense, but I mean also on defense, they really weren't doing that great. Brady came out firing in the second half as he led the Buccaneers to like to on points of four of their five possessions, which like that's 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 incredible. Which that's the main reason I'm giving the Buccaneers a B. Just because Tom Brady in the second half played lights out. That's really why they're getting a B here. Without Tom Brady, like their grade would not be as good. And Tampa Bay probably wouldn't have gotten the win over the Giants. But if the Giants did get the win, that'd be a, that'd be a great upset. Anyway, moving on to the Lions. The Lions are going to get a D. The Lions actually surprisingly kept this a close game. But then things really started to fall apart in the second half. After Matthew Stafford turned the ball over on consecutive plays, the first turnover, turnover came when he lo- when he fumbled the ball in the third quarter. Then the Colts grabbed that and turned that into a touchdown. On the Lions' very next offensive play, Matthew Stafford th- throws a pick six. That's how it started to fall apart. So basically, they went from a 20-14 to 14 lead, and then the Colts went to a 35, or excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. They were, it was 2014 led by the Colts, and then it was 35-14. That's, that's how, that's basically how it fell apart. 
for I mean you can't have you can't have consecutive turnovers like that. Really without that the outcome of this game could have been completely changed. But again Matthew Stafford like can't have that. That's why the Lions are gonna get a D for their grade. Anyway, moving on to probably our worst rating and worst team in the NFL right now. The New York Jets are going to get an F this week. They got destroyed by the Kansas City Chiefs. I know Kansas City is a good team, but they got blown out 35-9. to Like, the Jets, like, they got to get something going. Like, the Jets the Jets thought they, they could beat the Chiefs by kicking a field goal. The, they kicked field goal game. The, like, the problem was, they're the worst team in the NFL. They can't beat the Chiefs kicking field goals. The Jets' offense actually moved the ball in the first half. Surprisingly. I have no idea how, but they did. And then they got the Chiefs into a... Like, like, the, like in the first half, they really weren't doing horrible. And then the Chiefs just got ahead. And ahead. And then it's like they had no momentum to, like, try to stop them anymore. And then it's just like... like the Jets gotta get something going. Like, they just have to get something going. I know the Chiefs are a good team. The Chiefs are an insane team. Patrick Mahomes is insane. I know. But you gotta get something going. Like, they had no momentum throughout that whole game. And it was hard to watch, really. It was really hard to watch. I mean, I have Patrick Mahomes my fantasy team this week. And he popped off for me. So, so I mean, I'm not really complaining. But the, for the Jets, they have to get something going. Like, I, I'm starting to feel bad for them. They gotta get something going. But anyway, we're going to move on to our other grade. The Miami Dolphins are getting an A+. Miami Dolphins with the upset over the LA Rams. 28-17. I thought the Los Angeles Rams were, were like... I, like Throughout the season, I'm like, man, the Rams are actually a good team. Like, like I, I'm I'm seeing the Rams. Like, like offensively, they got weapons. Defensively, they got weapons. And they're making it work Like, like throughout the game. Like, LA's not, like, not a bad team. And then all of a sudden the Dolphins come out and they just—it was like they just smacked them in the face, like, like what? Like Dolphins beating the Rams? Like, I can't even like I can't imagine that. If you told me that before that game happened, and you said the Miami Dolphins were gonna beat the Rams, I would have—I would have been like, no way, no way at all. But our last grade is gonna go to the Patriots. They have a C. So they didn't. They still passed. They're not getting a D, but I'm gonna, I'm giving them a nice C for a team that really didn't like. They went against Buffalo. They they lost by three points. 24-21 was the final score. Buffalo is a very good team. They cut it close and they were fighting the whole way. But I mean, New England was really like like right there, and I feel like they could have got the win. And I feel like if they push, like if they give like just a little extra in games to come, I think that they can get the win. But I really liked what I, I mean. I didn't like what I saw, but I mean they went down fighting against a really good Buffalo team, and this Buffalo defense really wore them out. I don't really know what's happening. I don't really know what's going to happen, and and is happening with Cam Newton. But they have to figure out something, come back and play beginning to end, and they got to fight all the way. But New England, I. Bravo to you because they they went down fighting, which was a good job. But anyway, that's gonna end it off for today's podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed, entertained, and kept up to date. I'm Henry. All social links will be down below. Make sure to check out our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify. I'm Henry. Peace out, everybody.